started? Show me how. Damn. Enough! I know. You've been chosen. I'll get you, bitch! We're live. What is up, dudes? It is, is episode up? 10. Death curse! <laughs> We're here with the headshot dudes. Uh, low res and Hello. Hans. Hi, hi. Uh, Welcome, hello. boys. Yeah, I don't know if you guys want to introduce yourselves or any of the other stuff you work on. Uh, Do you dare? Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, uh, I'm low res, and uh, I'm, I'm Hans. In- <laughs> the director of Mass State Lottery, which stars myself and Hans here. And we also do a podcast called Movies. And this is going to appear in the Movies feed. So Hell it'll yeah. be great. Great Fine. crossovers of history yes. right here. An excellent podcast for, for all our dudes. Uh, I'm, I'm setting myself to uh, other people's channel mode here. Okay. Click, click. Okay, I'm set. You can play whatever I say. I'll be safe. Yeah. Uh, Ryan's gonna get real racist now. <laughs> the turn on the Mexican mode. Uh, yeah, uh, we're talking Army of Dead, to- Army of the Dead tonight. Uh, Zack Snyder and some other guy writing. I uh, can't even remember the guy's name now. Uh, Doesn't Zack matter. Snyder directing. Yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> it's not James Gunn from Dawn of the Dead. Uh, and that is very clear up front. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think this is all kind of Zack Snyder's project, even if there was another screenwriter. I know he had a story idea as early as maybe like 2005, 2006, where he was talking about, all right, we're going to do a follow-up to Dawn of the Dead. It's, it's not going to be a real sequel, but it'll be a spiritual sequel to it. And it's going to be the same kind of zombies, but... The key difference this time is that the zombies will know how to rape. They're gonna want to rape and <laughs> eat people. Okay, and that was real. Like that was one hundred percent real. That was. I good. read that was, about that. That's amazing. ninety million. Ninety million here. Sounds great. <laughs> okay. Warner Brothers wanted it. So you've seen cuties. <laughs> it just sounds like the like what pimps would do if they took over. You know, they're just like they're ripping faces off and raping things. Like they still, they still manage to get a little, strong. a little nod to rape in. Uh, <laughs> Ode well, to like rape. casting Chris D'Elia initially, yeah. <laughs> it's um, I mean, it, it feels like very like yeah, nineteen seventies <laughs> exploitation kind of concept, and uh, you know, gradually. That that just kind of like faded away, I think, because of the current culture that we're in. You could probably get away with that in 2006. I don't think you can get away with it now. Yeah, For, that's definitely a, a touchy subject. It uh, I brought it up before uh, off air, but there's this there's like an old book. I think it was called uh, Trailer Park of the Dead. It started as like a blog in the like early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I fucking wish I could remember the guy's name right now. I had a couple drinks tonight, though. Uh, I believe it's called Trailer Park of the Dead, and there's, like, these two guys that find a chick that they thought was, like, the, the hottest chick in town before the zombie apocalypse, 
and they track her down and they find out she turned into a zombie. So they cuff her, knock all her teeth out and bring her back to their RV where they just like rape her constantly as a zombie. And that was one of the darkest things I ever read in anything. Told me about it. I was like, that's wild. Trailer Park of the Dead, I think, is what it's called. I can look it up. Wait, on no. Trailer, trailer Park of Terror. I found one. Uh, that uh, might be a comic. No, it's a movie. Yeah, it was a, a comic, and it got turned into a movie. But there's another one uh, that just started as a short story that I don't think is related to that. Oh, okay. Uh, L- look up zombie rape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when, when I first heard about that whole Snyder rape stuff, that's instantly what I thought of. And I was like, oh, that could be like a very dark, violent, like you said, sort of grindhouse 70s movie, but... Sex trafficking, you can do Jeffrey Epstein's zombie thing. <laughs> what is that? It doesn't you do on Zombie Island too. Sex trafficking, yeah, a little <laughs> Jeffy's Island. It doesn't really make sense though, because blood is not flowing through their body. So how is that dick hard at all to be able to rape? You well, know? the dick gets hard. It's the the, the it pussy just... is not doing. Well. It's not wet. It's cold. Yeah. It's like putting your your dick in an ice cube tray where the ice. Yeah, the dick has rigor they... mortis. The dick, <laughs> the person uh, died. The dick got hard yeah. and never gets soft again. That's the problem. Yeah. But then the how long does that last? Hard from rigor mortis too, that's so that's why he's it. the king. <laughs> like how long before you know it goes in and it just explodes because he's run. Yeah, well, that you're, you're, they're like bees. You get one sting and you're out. That's why. You saw <laughs> oh, it's off the baby bees See, if that were the case, then you like you've got some some skin in the game now. The head of your dick in the game. Uh, like There's... you can only you got that one shot to perpetuate the next what, Zeus two, and uh, they they take it away from you. But this this movie is like a non-believer in Chekhov's gun and all that shit. So anything like that, like laying groundwork at the beginning to pay off later on, don't expect that. I don't know if you guys get into spoilers really early on and shit. Uh, it's yeah, normally a free for all. I mean, we, we, yeah, we we don't. I mean, we haven't really talked about any like recent movies in a little bit. But I think the general rule is if somebody clicks on the episode, then. And if we're you've talking for an hour, two hours. You know what you're yeah. in for. You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna get spoiled. You really think we're gonna be that like safe for you, where you can go and check out the movie afterward with not, without knowing anything? Yeah, uh, safe for a Netflix film. The, <laughs> All right, let's ba- spoil it. The zombies yeah. did it. Yeah, the, the baby, <laughs> the baby being offed uh, could have been a, a big thing and more of a moment than just Zack Snyder trying to have a cool visual. Uh, and just an excuse to piss off that character to go hunt everyone down, uh, which is not what I expected to happen. Uh, well, we can get there. There's a lot to yeah. go over before that. That's like the third yeah. part of them. How Fuck, about man. how about them trying to convince us once again that a gigantic man is just a regular guy that cooks burgers at oh. the end of the apocalypse? <laughs> like he's Quentin got. McGee? His yeah. muscles on his shoulders are, are bigger than any muscle in my body or all of my muscles put together. And this guy just flips burgers. Where is heavy he burgers. His, where is he getting his steroids? Where is he getting his uh, They're bison so burgers. Thank you very much. The press release said like a bunch of them are supposed to be like ex-military, but they don't actually explain that in the movie at all. Like they're it's doing the Marvel though. method of telling you That's... what things are after the movie comes out. 
That's not what military people look like. I've never seen a military person that looks oh, like that. Oh, yeah, no. Like the juggernaut. If that guy's yeah. military, that's like a like PMC ex military guy. Like those are the dudes that are just like out of regulation now and gigantic. Uh, Super like soldier. Your neck yeah. doesn't even fit into the fucking standardized uniforms and shit. Uh, With his team, he's you know that one girl that was uh, in Spanglish. That's the one that he like falls in love with. You know they show her where she goes to her um, her garage and she has from? all her weapons. And she's like getting kicked back out. Is that, is that the girl from Natural Libre? Yeah. It oh is. yeah, that. It's yes. so funny. Hell yeah. Um, but she's you know in her garage getting geared back up again to go back and fight. And she picks up a gun, and as soon as she picks it up and holds it, she holds it like a kindergartner. You know where like her arms are completely bent, and she's not even like really aiming mm. it right. And she's like, "Yeah." And we're supposed to look at her as like this special forces soldier because we see her kicking ass earlier. And it's like, "Oh, I don't buy you at all as a soldier because you just picked it up like an idiot." Hot yeah, fat. I know she should have been shooting it sideways like a gangster from 2003. <laughs> like a They're, chola, like the, yeah. the other girl that just killed like 50 zombies because she got mad or whatever. Yeah, they and, already uh, had her buddy two... with the bleached hair. He was holding his gun sideways. Sometimes. Yeah, they already had too many cholos, man. <laughs> Would have thrown off the game. I, I uh, all right, but that, what about that guy, the YouTuber? The YouTuber didn't even make sense for why they would add him to the crew. Like, the video they showed wasn't him, like, tracking down zombies and killing them in really cool ways. It was just him standing in front of them and shooting them in the head. But he's five a feet gang away. member first. But it's like, YouTuber they were like, oh, we gotta get this guy because he's got, like, a million hits on YouTube. It's like, all he did was stand there. <laughs> you're a military unit and you're hiring, you're, you're oh, hiring Jake on. Paul. He was using one bullet to kill three zombies. That's pretty cool. <laughs> if I saw a video of that, I would immediately hire this guy for my multi-million dollar gift. <laughs> no, I you, wouldn't. You would immediately but... trust your life to him. <laughs> I don't know. I saw a YouTube video. Had a lot of thumbs up. A few thumbs down. Uh, How about hiring your old aunt to be a pilot? Uh, <laughs> what you mean, uncle? Your, your old frail aunt that yeah. cuts her hair short so that she doesn't have to do anything with it. Just comb it once. My aunt Steve. Yeah, she doesn't look like she could pick up the helmet to Your wear. Your aunt who's like, been on <laughs> chemotherapy for the past four months and just chain smoking the whole movie. That's all yeah, I could think your about. Aunt with I was emphysema. like laughing. Just uh, the they're like, you know, it'd be funny. Like everybody knows he was a cancer survivor. What if you're just blasting black and milds the whole time? Uh, that'd be like I, like. Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell if the uh, you know the composition of throwing Tignataro into the movie was like blatantly obvious that she wasn't there, or if it was because I was approaching it knowing that they had fired Cristalia and then implemented her in the editing bay. And what do you I'm what do you guys same. think? I'm the Th same with you. I couldn't I I couldn't tell because I knew. You know, there, so there right. was a few spots where it felt obvious, but I was like, ah, would I've known, you know, other than the shots where she was alone, where that, I think, you know, is an indicator sometimes. Yeah. There's one scene, I think, where it seemed to really stand out. I want to say it was, they're like walking into uh, one of the entrances and they're all talking and it's right before Tig is like, uh, hey, you trust... Uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> this dude back here, or this dude, like their first attempt at her doing a joke. And you're like, oh, oh. this is this is the bar. 
oh shit, like this is what we're getting into. Well, uh, that was more distracting to me, the dialogue, because it well, felt completely out of place with everyone, and the way everyone reacted to what exactly. she was saying was just like, like she, but, say, like she did not say any of that. <laughs> I was unsure there because I knew they spent a decent amount of money on like getting her into the movie. So I was like, maybe there's a couple of scenes where they were able to get her in with some people, but that's like the whole lineup in that scene. And then I realized in one of the shots, Batista is looking right over her head at Chris Delia's eyeline. Uh, at a man Chris Delia's height. And I was like, she is not there. And I was like, that's why there's that weird soft focus rim around her at like all times. And that's how you can tell when she's actually in a scene with someone. And I think one of the only scenes she's actually in with people is when Batista and the Nacho Libre chick go and see her through the fence. And I well, don't even know if she's actually there with them because they shoot it back and forth. Yeah, and that I I thought yeah. that was weird too, and that was maybe my first tip off that it, maybe it's not just that I know, uh, because there was seemingly no, um, you know, forethought to like do an over the shoulder on somebody or like have her in the frame slide or even them mm -hmm. like something you could even have a stand in for. You didn't you didn't need these actors. Um, it was just like flat shots. Back to yep. back with like the 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 fence there uh, separating them. It was a very peculiar first interaction for that character. You think they would have tried to make it seem a little more, I guess, seamless? But it, no. yeah, it didn't it, feel storyboarded at all. Now that you no. mentioned that, that's mm. it. It felt like shot from the hip almost. And yeah. did any of you guys watch the like Snyder School little episodes they did for it that are like the behind the scenes where he was bragging <laughs> about being his own cinematographer? I watched oh, one yeah, of those yeah, right yeah, before yeah. this. I, yeah. I watched, I think, maybe the first one where he's... Oh, and I, I'll tell you what, uh, I'll be straightforward. Uh, you know, I'm a Zack Snyder fan. I get uh -huh. painted as a Zack Snyder sycophant online. I, it's not the case. <laughs> I actually, I am, uh, you know, not... A big fan of this movie but one of the things that i did like was the uh peculiar choice of lenses and the like very soft focus i really dug the lens yeah yeah so he had a i guess and he mentioned this in in um one of those documentary episodes i forget the name of the lens but it's a japanese lens i looked it up on ebay it's like uh, 2000 dream. yeah it, it, a dream lens and that's exactly what it looks like every every time I mean, he's shooting throughout, I think, maybe with the same lens. It's got that uh, last 10 Cannon? minutes of... Is it Canon Dream? I think it might have been the Canon Japanese team. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's it. It seems like that lens was shot for the entire movie, which you would never see with a movie like this. So I, it gave it a very like distinct and odd look that I think matches the last 10 minutes of Justice League, the Snyder cut of that, mm -hmm. uh, where you have the, the DC video. characters... Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and they're in the desert and it's got that dreamy, soft focus look to it where he's taking his time, bringing things to focus or maybe the, the focus isn't exact, uh, you know, where it might be on uh, your traditional theatrical film. I really dug that and I thought that was um, an interesting choice. You did? Because... Oh boy! Um, I, I, I liked I liked it on a lot of it. I just felt like it was overused for yeah. some reason by the end of the movie, yeah. and I think it might just be because the movie was too damn long and doesn't pay off on enough of the stuff that it sets up. So by the end, I was just like, it it really is. It almost feels like a like a student film who just has kick ass taste in like equipment and the things he's going to use. 
And I, like you were saying, I like a lot of what he did with the production because I watched, I think there's only two episodes of that thing. And that thing's like in the 20 minutes of it is way more interesting than 90% of the whole movie. And it's still him being way up his own ass. But uh, that yep. lens and the, like, the, the really smart lighting, a lot of the lighting they did uh, was just like the, the bracelet flashlights that the characters were, were carrying that was like motivated narrative lighting that is built into the story that they were all carrying anyways. And then uh, he would be wearing a bright shirt. Like right, a they white would bounce shirt. the light. Yeah, they bounce the light off of him, and then they would staple white cards to the ceiling of the abandoned uh, casino that they were in because they knew the staples weren't going to do any damage or anything. They'd just staple really cheap white poster board to the ceiling, and they'd like have people either sitting on the floor bouncing a flashlight off the ceiling, or they would have the camera rig just had a flashlight like duct taped to the side of it just point it up at the ceiling and they would be walking around with the rig and shooting it like that, bouncing light off the ceiling to just get a little bit of ambient light off the top of them. And it's like you, you take that and use that as just a, a low budget production. That's a, it's a great way to bounce some light for, for next to nothing. Uh, yeah. That's a very not $70 million approach. So I'm going to wear a white <laughs> yeah. t-shirt and we're going to use that to reflect the light so we can shoot this thing. He seemingly bragged about uh, spending the majority of the budget on the talent and uh, none of it on the actual production. Like, a lot of it is, uh, like, CGI composition shots. A lot of the outdoors you're seeing, most of it's, like, nothing. It's basically Did you put quotes around talent? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry to slow it down enough. I I guess that's why it never actually feels like they're in Vegas. You know, it doesn't really feel like he uses it as much as he could for yeah, no. it to feel like they're actually there. It just feels like, oh, Vegas is in the background. And then, wow, we're inside a building now. So then the whole setup of this heist thing in Vegas, Vegas in particular, doesn't really do anything for, for the Like, where's Batista anything, really? pulling the arm on a slot machine to slam into a zombie? Exactly. Tent? Was yep. that <laughs> was that wide shot too uh, of Zeus first coming over the hill at night after he kills the convoy? Is that just stock footage they comped in? <laughs> I couldn't tell if that. Yeah, I couldn't tell if that was like a real shot of Vegas, like they actually shot that outside of Vegas or not. And I couldn't find anything on that. Uh, just like when all the all the military guys are waking back up after he murders them and like rips that yeah. one dude's jaw off and everything, he walks after up the... over the hill and that's the only shot oh, you actually yeah, see of yeah. Vegas. And even that, I was like, this feels like this whole desert is shot on a back lot and that they just comped in the like horizon line and that's just like footage Absolutely. of Vegas. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, again, smart. If, if you're, like, a low-budget production, that's that's a really easy thing to do in, like, After Effects and stuff. Like you can learn that on, like, YouTube in an afternoon uh, and go <laughs> to, grab to that go stock footage. To go back to the cinematography but... for a second. Goddamn Zack oh. Snyder. I, I liked the look of it aesthetically, but I didn't like it for this movie because it, like, it felt like a Terrence Malick kind of film, the way he shot it, which felt, like, really at odds with the kind of story he was telling, which is this, like really big goofy zombie film like it was like this is the kind of thing you do for a more like introspective kind of narrative and this was just like you know big zombie i think it i think if it was a big goofy zombie movie then maybe a gimmick like those lesses would work 
But the moment when you try to make me give a fuck about this gigantic man that killed his ex-wife <laughs> and now his daughter that hates him. And then there's this thing about her being like a, a fucking a savior of other immigrants. It's just there's too much shit for me That's to care the about. That's funniest it. scene in Any the movie. Any of it? Uh, when, when they go to the immigrant camp? Oh, no. Killing the mom. All the oh, audio yeah, cuts he, out, oh, and it's just oh, yeah. like loud whining noise, and then yeah. it cuts. It comes back in, and she yells "Mama," and it just cuts yeah. to the next scene. Oh. Yeah, I think uh, like I don't hate Zack Snyder. I'm not the biggest fan. I think uh, visually he's usually very interesting, but I think that he needs to stop having yes men around him that let him one write because he should never ever tried to write especially anything <laughs> sentimental or emotional because everything he's ever written that has tried to do that just falls flat it feels like a full house moment it feels very just mm -hmm. completely out of whatever he's trying to do with the rest of the movie he should also use a dop because this just didn't like laura said like it works uh at points but for me the movie's way too long and there's too many moments where that just it doesn't feel like it fits whatever he's trying to do with the scene. So yeah. then it's just very, it's very uh, distracting then because it's like, wait, why is the person that's right next to him out of focus and he's in focus, but they're having a conversation where both of them are important. So then, I don't know, like that completely took me out of it to even try to give a fuck about that story that made no sense and didn't have any payout. Uh, I think he should just stick to directing and hey, but you're good at that. Here's the, thing. You know, you get here's the thing, if you remove that visual element to it, this movie has no defining characteristics at all, right? So maybe no. maybe it's not maybe it's not a, a good consistent choice to rely on that one lens for like eighty five percent of the movie. Fine, but it's what sets it apart from any other like Netflix yeah. fare that you might find, where it's just going to be a crunchy, generic shot with whatever premium popular lens right now. Uh, right. by whomever you know it's a hot lens and there's some great fucking looking like i it's one of the honestly cornier scenes after like the third time of watching this movie this week but that first time you oh, see Jesus. Zeus three times oh, you did this three times it's it's been just beating myself to death over here i got a house is going to get you a therapist yeah oh, damn fuck yeah i'm going to need you to translate some words for me uh, <laughs> yeah uh that first time you see Zeus uh, walk out into, like, the pool room with all the other zombies, that kind of feels like a mid-2000s music video, but they're, like, really playing with the focus on the fly there, and I think it's almost like, it doesn't even seem like it's on a dolly or anything. It might just be, like, him with it in hand. Actually, yeah, I think there's a shot in the, the Snyder School part where he's got it in hand and he's just backing up and... Uh, He's got his assistant just with an arm out so he doesn't fall into the pool. But, uh, yeah, I really liked that. That was the first time where I was like, oh, shit, this lens is pretty cool. And this isn't just, like, bullshit soft focus. It At first, with Tegnataro and everything, I couldn't tell if it was After Effects and, like, weird CGI shit they were doing or if it was actual, like, lens work going on. Uh and that was like one of the first times where I was like, oh no, this is the lens. And they're like actually just shooting this. Uh, but there's a lot of it where it just after like the second hour, I was like, this just needs to end. The <laughs> That's where my notes trailed off. off. I have yeah. notes for an hour and then it just 
it's uh, my notes stop when the jerk cop that they brought as their bait uh, when they're getting when they're killing him, my notes stop because they're like, okay, all we saw was him be kind of a jerk. They tell us he's a rapist right before he dies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's where my notes ended because I was like, this movie's morals are so bizarre. Like they don't know well, what's going on. I'm also yeah. confused at how the refugee camp worked. So like they're not allowed to leave the refugee camp because they could be infected. But volunteers are allowed to work with them without any kind of medical protection at all. Like his daughter sense. is there and she's like a teenager and they're like, yeah, you can work with these people who might turn into zombies and eat you. And none yeah. of it mattered because that whole refugee camp was going to get nuked anyways. That was the point of the story. It's just like Mexico and the border. It was an allegory for the border, guys. Uh, uh, yeah, that... Did you guys like how, uh, <laughs> this movie, how this movie brought together Donna Brazil and Sean Spicer on the big screen oh. for the first time ever? That was insane. What? Yeah, it's a like when-can-you-miss-it moment, man. I, I don't even know who they are. So Sean I, I Spicer was the, Oh, you're uh, so lucky. He was the press secretary for Trump, and Donna Brazil is like a CNN contributor who works for the Democratic National Convention. Cool. They were dreaming yeah. on the team. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they kiss? They were, yeah, they, they were, they were <laughs> making yeah, love. Yeah, they Interracial kisses. A blink-and-you-miss-it <laughs> sex scene. Right, right in the beginning of the movie. Uh, He's so, got a hang-up so for you, the CNN anchors. Anderson Cooper was in Batman vs. Superman, right? And so was... Yep. Uh, oh, you're right. Neil deGrasse Tyson, also. That's the thing. There's a lot of, uh, like... Isn't Charlie like, Rose in that, too? Yeah, he is, yeah. I don't know what to call them. Like, Snyder's, like, staples or something. Uh, I think Snyderisms, I guess. Like, fucking... Uh, a dialogue? Hit, just his, like... <laughs> like almost like plot points everything in this one there's so much of it you've got the the zombie baby again from dawn of the dead mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he loves his dead babies yeah uh he thinks he's doing like, like witty banter all the time like <laughs> gun was doing in the original dawn of the dead which is the weird thing like why you wouldn't just hit up james gunn at that point and be like hey you want to do another one of these uh it, because this was, movie's all about him, on um, you know. Oh well, yeah, he, no. When you watch the Snyder School, he's like all he's like a psyched teenager, like oh I'm do I'm my own DP, I'm the cinematographer, I'm I'm the director, and like you were saying, Hans, there should have just been like one dude in the room that's like, no, don't. Yeah, do what do you mean? Why? Yeah, like also why why do you have such a huge cast? Uh, which character is memorable? Well, you're remaking Aliens, so you have to you have to have the exact amount of people that you Aliens have Hicks had, and, and then a, a couple other characters to cover up the fact that you're remaking Aliens as a zombie movie, uh, and even shooing in Aliens. I was gonna say that. How many of you noticed the UFOs right off the rip? Like I didn't the first, the first time until you mentioned it to me. What? No, oh, I, what? I didn't even know there were UFOs. I still haven't no, seen it. First frames of the movie as the convoy is pulling out of Area 51, there's two giant white glowing orbs in the sky, and I was smoking a J and went, wow, there's aliens in this. This is going to be a good one. And then they and speed they, off. They speed the off into the air. And I, I noticed it immediately. I got online and was like reading reviews, and there's whole ass reviews that are like verified on Rotten Tomatoes where people didn't notice any of that shit. There's no, people, 
people that didn't, didn't notice the blue blood uh coming out of the the zombies or how there's like robot terminator zombies uh there's so much blink and you miss it bullshit in this movie that probably would have made the movie more interesting and well i i think that the idea here must and clearly we're seeing this is Zack Snyder has a thing for playing in pre-existing universes, right? That's been his entire career to date, the dead. Wait, and Sorry, I think after <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League, where uh, WB and Warner Brothers and whoever owns AT and T, they're just trying to get him out of the picture. They're saying, "Oh, nobody even watched this. Who cares about this?" Anyway, here's a trailer to Joss Whedon's Justice League, and then it gets swamped with a bunch of harassment whatever comments um you know they they don't want anything to do with them netflix is mm -hmm. uh you know the complete opposite they're saying this is the most viewed movie of all time for their platform within like a couple of days of it launching so i, I think it three times yeah, yeah it's, it's all your fault <laughs> <laughs> no! i think this is all just... to set up upcoming movies and series and this because there's an animated show that's in the works yeah there's like a two prequel already planned yeah Pre they've already shot one of them i believe prequels wrapped uh yeah. prequel was directed by the guy who played dieter the german safecracker who uh, he wanted for batman originally. it's billed as what? a romantic comedy what? and he just announced that yeah that was uh, that guy was his was first pick for batman really he annoying uh, everything everything you say just bummed me out. Yeah, it's billed <laughs> as a romantic comedy. I believe they said it's called Army of Thieves, and it's early on in the outbreak. And then the anime they're doing is supposed to be about the like military guys early on in the outbreak. Essentially, like the shit you see in the opening. Uh, like what Batista's character was doing before all of this which is like just evidently sucking dick at his job, which you see in the end of the first 15 minutes that they showed as a preview before the movie came out. Uh, they go in to like find that lady's daughter in that like basically 15 minute silent film. They find her daughter and then as they get to the exit, she's grabbed and no one thinks to help her. That's the first time there's a, there's an obvious moment where someone could be saved and helped and, uh, no one shoots or anything and then the little girl runs back and they just drop the the storage containers on them uh mm -hmm. that's when i was like this movie is a great comedy uh, <laughs> i just saw I, the alien thing and how the fuck i mean I, I guess i just wasn't paying attention for the first minute or two yeah it's uh, they were smart to do that if the movie actually fleshed out Paid the aliens off. yeah like, because then you'd be like, oh, whoa, like, I missed out on... Like, there's so many missed opportunities in the movie, which is what, like, drove me Poppycock, there's going to be six more movies where they can <laughs> yeah. get into these aliens. It's the Snyder Shared Universe. We're, we yeah, get the first time. Original IP Shared Universe since... Well, as long as part USU. three is just uh, <laughs> an Army of the Dead, right. here's the rain zombies, finally. Well, no, uh, he's waiting for for pen, the Pentagon to release the real aliens so that he can use real aliens yeah. for this movie. So yeah. he can fuck it for inspiration. Uh, oh my god, it. I'm watching I'm watching that scene where he kills his wife, and it's like, all oh, right, I'm supposed to feel bad for him. It it's rocks. Funny. Yeah, and he looks like a California raisin on fucking steroids. <laughs> it's just a like I I, I need someone to fucking Photoshop the knife out of his hand, turn him purple, and put a fucking microphone in there, and he's just a California raisin. Like it's amazing. 
Uh, and I mean, I, I don't dislike <laughs> Batista, even though he's kind of a retard when it comes to politics. Uh, but uh, I don't dislike him as an actor. I just don't think that you get a man that huge to play a role where we're supposed to feel for him. No, you know? he's, he's, not a, he's not a bad actor at all. I just can't. Just be a henchman. Just yeah, be the strong guy. <laughs> be the villain, maybe yeah. even. But you mean you guys didn't believe? You guys didn't believe that he wanted to make lobster rolls for the people. Uh, they, they need to reboot uh, the Nutty Professor series with Batista. Just, uh, and he gets muscular instead of fat. <laughs> just a brief frame of Ryan. <gasps> Sorry about that. I'm hitting. I meant to hit mute by accident. He's, He's naked, changing. Ass, ass, ass naked. <gasps> drinking coffee. Whoops. <laughs> Talk about the Snyder Cut, buttering himself up, literally. Yeah. That's but the also, Patreon Batista, bonus right there. Oh god. Batista doesn't really get too many like action scenes in this. Like you would think, you know, he'd be like the main star doing all the kick-ass stuff. And really, for me, the best action scene of the characters was that Vasquez ripoff. The one that like was supposed to get killed um when she was set up and then she was like having to, you know, jack like Twenty zombies all by yeah, herself. She earned her life back in my book. Yeah, by the way. that's my I was waiting. Here. I she was waiting for back. that uh, Garrett fucking Dillahunt character to just be like, "Why won't you die?" Like it got like so cartoonish. Like what was it? Two or three times before you finally okay. see her fucking die. And why didn't she say before face. she dies? Like that guy <laughs> yeah. did this. That guy did it. Uh, Let them yeah, know that that's that's one of the that was where I like checked out on the movie is the blatant Vasquez reference. If you remember back when they're all meeting in the like uh, abandoned parking garage and that corny white dude is like, nah, fuck this, bro. Nobody said anything about zombies <laughs> like I'm out of here. And for a moment, I was like, wait, are they like boyfriends? Uh Cause like there's like a strange like he like cocks his head and looks all sad for a moment. I'm like, what is their relationship supposed to be? And he's like, oh, I thought you like I thought we were always gonna kill zombies together, homie. I was like, what is happening? And then uh, I can't get balls deep in that. Well, they ask everybody like who here hasn't killed a zombie before, and Vasquez chick is like. I haven't, and raises her hand. Yeah, And then, like, fucking, oh, I'm angry as fuck now. I'm an empowered woman. She just murders, like, a hundred zombies, crashes through a window, uh, and is not smart enough, evidently, to be like, this motherfucker screwed me, uh, and just stands ten feet away. That was the worst shot for me in the movie, was she's, like, 10 feet away then she's five feet away then all of a sudden they're like 20 feet away and that guzman <laughs> dude did not take a step like <laughs> i was like what the fuck is going yeah. on like <laughs> he didn't even aim his gun to shoot the zombies coming behind her <laughs> yeah and the range just kept changing on how far they were apart and i was i got really confused and then instead of shooting at a zombie uh being you like, also had multiple times to just run yeah, she like, could have yeah. run instead of fighting uh, the five zombies around her. Take off the well, straps of your backpack that are holding the the harness fuel that the zombies are actually holding on to, and just run. And you see moments where characters like get away and do something smart, and then like five seconds later, that is just out the window with the same character, and they're caught <laughs> in some dumb shit. And I was like, the consistency is 
all over the place and i guess that's supposed to convey like uh like what the walking dead also thought it was doing we're like oh anybody can die at any point in time and no one's safe but it's like no when you establish like these guys are like military trained for the most part and only a few of them are really like just regular people uh you would think it would be more proficient and then they get into an open space and they're just like everything's headshots and perfect kills and yeah (laughs) Yeah, not one like gunshot that was missed yeah not a wasted round anywhere like it was well that that mom in the opening scene she has a fully automatic m4 and it's just straight headshots as she's firing (laughs) it's because chicks rock man (laughs) what did you guys think of that sentimental opening where you had each character introduced holding their family photos with like a sears backdrop i really didn't (laughs) like that I'll tell you uh, what, I really didn't like anything in the, the opening 30 minutes regarding the performances either. I, I, it felt very like TV movie-ish mm-hmm. to me. And it um, feels yeah. shot in order too for some reason because of that. Like it feels like they warmed up to each other as the movie progresses. Uh, other than Tegnataro, of course. Like she literally, like Hans was saying before, the pacing, everything that's the biggest thing where I felt like you couldn't tell she was there or you could tell she wasn't there the whole time was that uh, like everybody seems to not organically react to her being there. They're just, yeah, no one's like, trying to be rude. They don't want to be like, who's the old aunt that's yeah. hanging out with us? <laughs> their aunt. That's supposed to be the one that takes us safely out of your fuck. On Who that helicopter shit. Boring lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> that was the whole thing. I was like, I have a gay aunt like this, and like she's not family lover, but holy crap, I would not be like, yo, I got this phone. You wouldn't cast aunt. her in yeah. one of the biggest movies of all time. Yeah, Lorez, if you need a gay aunt for for your next film, man, I I gotta connect, man. Wait, well, well, you're telling me that you wouldn't ask her to save your life at the end of the world yeah, as a getaway driver? And that's that's another one of the, the alien ripoff moments. That's the not there on the launch yeah, Lance pad. Henriksen, yeah, yeah. What is it, Bishop? Uh, yeah, Bishop. Yeah. Oh, when it just appears. The yeah, that's the around. that's the screwed on the launch pad moment. Uh, and then she comes back. It's like, oh, no, it's not a bishop. We're not completely ripping off aliens. It's it's like, like, why did she leave in the first place? <laughs> you bastard. Yeah, she uh, she was being selfish. It was to show how edgy she was and really drive that yeah. one at the end. <laughs> that, that all There's along, a close-up where she explains yeah, it. That's the craziest thing is that the one thing that kind of pays off is Tignataro's shitty joke at the beginning of the movie where she's like, can you trust this guy? Can you trust this guy? How about this guy? Fuck this guy. This guy's the worst he's gonna fuck us all and he does fuck them all so it gives away the whole movie and then she ends up fucking everybody and you're like oh god how is the Tignataro plotline the one that pays off better than any of them that makes no fucking <laughs> sense like her character got like the full package and she just was a shitty character so you're like you don't care and you don't even realize that well, that happened by the end of it she's an experienced writer so she might have shown up and been like Hey, you know, maybe there should be some cohesion here with my character. <laughs> I think my girlfriend put on like one of her stand-up specials once and we got like a minute in and she turned it off 
Uh, <laughs> well, so. no, I don't mean you have to like her, but I mean she's she's an experienced writer of like not just comedy but like TV and stuff like that too. Yeah, so that's why I'm saying. Yeah, that's why I'm saying like she probably showed up on the set and was like, Man, my character should have some kind of <laughs> connection yeah. to the story here, she, right? She she fleshed out her whole character arc and was like, "There's gonna be payoff, and Snyder won't even realize it." She uh, looks I, like when she's wearing the helmet, she looks like a little boy that's wearing a hat that's a baseball hat that's way too big. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chris D'Elia's little boy that they brought in. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a couple spots where uh, it looks like she's just like copy and pasted over where Chris D'Elia actually was too, and I don't know if they actually did it that way, but. Do you guys think this movie would have been better with Chris D'Elia intact? Dude, what if he... <laughs> better question. If he gets cleared of everything, is there going to be a D'Elia cut? Oh! <laughs> hey, I believe the, the lawsuits surrounding him uh, were dropped, so... Oh, shit. What, did back. everybody get, get spacey? They all die? Um, I, I, do, I, I have no idea what... what caused the uh, girl to drop the lawsuit but it seems like everybody who got me too'd is kind of getting off the hook this week oh, we had delia we have kevin spacey he's back he's got some movie coming yeah. out in italy or he's like a de detective that he's a detective wrongfully accused yeah, pedophiles uh, supposedly it, you're you're not supposed to know if he's he's really a pedophile or not the whole time it's a who fucked the kids <laughs> it's a buddy cup comedy with uh with bill cosby as his yeah. partner oh my god dude <laughs> Oh. Well, you see, Kevin, what you gotta do is... Yeah. It's like Lethal Weapon, but for sex crime. <laughs> the weapon is pills. <laughs> oh my god. I'm supposed to should be quit tomorrow. Really? Was that? Yeah, I think so. Uh, his sentence, I think, is up within the next year or two. Cosby? Yeah. Wow. wow, that was... What about Martin? He's probably going to go soon, you know? He's probably going to be dead eventually. Did, was he one of the guys who tried to get out when uh, when the the, the coup hit? Yeah. Um, I, don't, I didn't hear anything about that. I think Weinstein was eligible, and yeah, they decided like, no. Yeah, he tried to go for it, and they were like, no. Put your melted Those photos in of him... <laughs> With a walker were so funny because it just looked like setup photos of him faking to oh, being man. just yeah. using that walker oh, yeah, off yeah. and shit. Yeah, it had the tennis balls on it even. I was like, yeah, that's what poor people do to the walker. Yeah. You're a millionaire. <laughs> he, he called his prop team like, uh, I need a walker. <laughs> Make it look like I've got nothing left. <laughs> like a skywalker? He... No, not like that <laughs> at all. Is he super old, or is there a chance that he comes back in five years? Yeah, Weinstein? how old is he? Yeah. Weinstein's probably in his 60s, At early least. 60s, maybe. Yeah. I he's think if... Uh, 69, the golden nice. years. Oh, shit. Dude, he spent his... Dude, that's probably, no lie, killing him in prison right now. <laughs> like He's like, my best year, and I'm caught in prison. Now's my time. Uh -huh. I thought I'd be 69ing all 365 of this one. <laughs> God damn, dude. That is too perfect. 
No, no, his his Twitter page is still up, and mine are banned every time I try to open. It. <laughs> Cosby has his too. Cosby's still on Twitter. So is OJ. Yeah, that's right. What the fuck, Jack? Uh, <laughs> there's no video so, I hit her, so they let me stay on Twitter. Laura, <laughs> <laughs> since you're the only uh, Zack Snyder fanatic here, I think. Uh, where would you I, rank? I like a lot of his stuff. I'm just, I feel like I'm like yeah, split down the middle the more yeah, he comes Hans, out. We yeah. all like Zack Snyder. Yeah, all right. I, love I actually sucked his dick once. <laughs> Sorry. I'm out of here now. <laughs> He's a Christian man. I don't believe that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where, where would you, where would you rank this in his filmography? Because to uh, me, it was right above. Sucker Punch. Yeah, no, that, I I had the same exact um, take. And, you know, I haven't seen the the uh, Legend of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul. <laughs> I just so, found out that was his the other day. I've and seen I've the seen first it. ten minutes and the last ten minutes like a thousand times from working in a movie theater. Uh, it's surprisingly good. The <laughs> fucking course you've seen it. It is. It's surprisingly good. Fantasy Jeff's our fantasy here. boy, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I haven't seen that one, so uh, I remember having a very difficult time with Sucker Punch, but I also watched that. The last time I watched that was probably around the time it came out, maybe a year or two after. So, uh, yeah, no, not not my, my favorite. Is, is that bottom of the totem pole for you guys, Sucker Punch? Probably, yeah. Because that, yeah. yeah, that would probably be mine as well. Uh, I would put this below Sucker Punch because Sucker Punch, yeah, is a really bad movie, but it still had some fun just action scenes, like with the World War One zombies. That that was kind of cool. Sucker Punch felt like a video game cutscene with none of yeah. the video game in it. Yeah, uh, I did not enjoy that movie. I don't, I don't think I didn't I can have ever any even go back to that movie. Like that movie, at least had a couple moments like, oh, that's really cool. And this this film was just kind of boring, like a general malaise throughout it for me. Yeah, because I'm I'm in agreement with Jeff because I think Sucker Punch. While I didn't enjoy the story, it was one of those movies when we watched it live, like in the theater. My wife and I are looking at each other. We're like, "Is this was what going on? What we think's going on? You know, like that kind of thing." We're like, "Is this a weird movie?" But also then, rape. Yeah, rape in that movie. <laughs> and then, uh, he loves his rape lot. movies. Um, a lot in that. But the the fight scenes are more rewatchable. Like there's great shots and there's great cinematography in certain parts of it. Where this, mm -hmm. I don't recall. There's no scenes like that. Like, oh, I want to see that scene again. You know, there is interesting camera effects done with the new lenses or his lenses and stuff. But um, but there's no like memorable scenes for me, so I think this is my least favorite. It's, it's like ninety nine percent hand cam. The opening where he has that um, the battle in Vegas had really cool action scenes in it, and I wish he had just like interspersed that throughout the movie of you know mm -hmm. like that actually being part of the story because there's really cool moments in that like where the the zombies getting blown up from the M sixty machine gun, and then uh, there's the paratrooper coming down and getting eaten like. And interspersed about the movie, that would have been some like really cool, memorable stuff. But this is like this quick flash of all these scenes, and you kind of forget it as the movie goes along, and it just becomes this boring, slow two and a half hour film. That's yeah. uh, that's why I said I think I told you, Jeff. I was saying I think the movie would have been way more like kinetic and interesting if it was like a zombie apocalypse that happened to happen while these people were robbing a bank. Yeah. 
I'm like, yeah, then you're exactly. like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, they go into the bank and then fucking manager comes out all fucked up from a bite he got on his way into work that morning and shit's already going nuts outside, but they don't know it as it starts to go nuts in the bank and then uh, it unfolds from there. I kind of thought that's what was going to happen and then I'm sure a bunch of other people probably thought that too. He probably had that idea at some point, thought it was really predictable, but there's like... There's no ticking clock really sort of feeling, which I really like in stories usually, is like there's some stakes and you're like, oh, fuck, this, they need to get going. Other than the, like, uh, there's a nuke coming and that never really feels like a ticking clock the whole time to the point where they have to just be like, oh, it's it got moved up a day. Like, now you really gotta go. And that never genuinely feels like it raises the stakes, like, at all. It's just sort right. of like... They're still going about their shit like usual, not really freaking out or anything. And then the nuke hits, and it was like, if they all just, like, went inside the vault, they would have been fine. They could have just, like, waited out all the zombies inside the vault and, like, movie over. Like, oh, that guy fucked us, but he also kind of saved us. Cancer after the fact, so they would have looked like Tig within a couple of months. (laughs) 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 So they didn't remove those with CGI? <laughs> uh, well, and the heist too is really underwhelming because all it is, they get that safe cracker, and all he does is just kind of put his ear to the thing and turn the knob a couple of times, and they go, oh, "Got it open." Well, he draws some some stuff on the wall and some numbers and some assumed geometry. Don't I kept expecting the cool like CGI cutaway to like how the gears work in his head and stuff. Uh-huh. I was like, "Oh, they're gonna yeah. do something cool," and then it's just him drawing on it. Yeah. That, well, that was the the tonally retarded first half of the movie confusing you. I think he's gonna have some like mm-hmm. cool tools he's gonna pull out, or like you know some drills or whatever, and it's just him going, okay, two to the left, three to the right, I'm done. What did you guys Thief, think? Thief had a better vault scene, and that came out 50 years ago. Bad Santa had a <laughs> yeah, better vault definitely. scene. <laughs> Thief fucking rocks. Yeah. Uh, three, uh, yeah, terrific. Good reference. Uh yeah uh what did you guys think of the the like visualization scene? Sorry, can we can we uh, just before we move on, can we talk about the music? Oh, with for sure. Snyder's, because <laughs> that's one thing that has always bothered me about him. That every time there's any type of music, number one, it has lyrics, and number two, the lyrics explain what you're seeing on screen. <laughs> so it's mean? like it's so not it's the like stuff we're fighting. Expect? fighting zombies and the zombies are dying and oh look that zombie's dead and it's like what really do you need to well he even includes zombie in it from the cranberry oh yeah yeah, god oh that uh that was at the end of it i i was like this is a are you serious did you guys see the the social awareness campaign that followed that like you know, that was a song about the IRA bombings and people dying. And Zack Snyder, he just threw it in here. So, because ca- it's zomb- it's zombie movie and it's called Zombie. Well, he definitely got all the Irish in Vegas that day. <laughs> well, it's just, the IRA I guess, bombings. I, I just, I, I think it's funny that Irish people forget sometimes that nobody gives a fuck about Ireland. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, yeah, keep your outrage over there. We're not even England that's right next to you cares about you. We so got enough outrage in America true. right now. Yeah. yeah. This is why I, 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 I just, I don't like Irish when, rage. 
when people try to like rationalize what they hate through like some kind of social awareness like, like filter, you know, it can just be bad because it's corny. You know, it doesn't yeah. need to be. Well, yes. it's bad because it's socially harmful. It's harmful to society. It's just like no, this is shit. Look, well, it's not the worst well, example of a Zack Snyder. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, music uh, uh, <laughs> drop, you know, uh, I would say <laughs> Hallelujah is the most uncomfortable moment oh, in any movie. Yes. So I'm, I'm, look, I'm numb. He can play whatever he wants. He could do Lou Bega <laughs> on the soundtrack. It would be great uh, compared you know, also, to when Watchmen sex out, scene. Nobody, when that song came out, like I remember that, like, nobody was going, oh wow, they're bringing awareness to all the bombings in Ireland. No, it was like that song where they go, zombie, zombie. It's really yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. It? Well, that's what I was thinking. It's like, who has ever heard this song and thought, you know, every time I listen to this, every time Slither listens, he has a single tear going on his yeah. face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that last scene. <laughs> This song is about zombies. That's it. And no one's even paid uh, attention to what the words My nephew's say. band <laughs> covered that song a couple of years ago in high, at their high school like talent show thing. And they just thought it was... His band thought it was a cool song. That's all oh, they know yeah. about it. They're 15 now. They they heard, found it on YouTube. We're like, this song's awesome. Zombie, zombie, zombie. Like, just like <laughs> Jeff. <Yeah. laughs> Your nephew was like, this song's all about wiping Ireland off the map. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> They're not real people. <laughs> I shed one little potato tear. <laughs> they had no potatoes that day. <laughs> uh, did any of you guys pick up on uh, what is it, Vandero? Is he na- you think is he supposed to be named after like Mies Vandero? Fucking less what? is more. Uh, uh, the big black dude. That that would be a very snipe. They call thing him do. Van for most of the movie. His yeah. name's Vandero. I didn't even think about that, but uh, probably. I think the old lady at the beginning when they introduce him calls him by his f- full name or maybe He was Batista, my favorite character. But... Well, yeah, the he's, that he's to have like a character. the unofficial main character of the movie, and they give it away early on in the movie when they introduce him shirtless and he has the Omega symbol branded on his chest and the whole movie is filled with Greek iconography. I uh, thought at first that was just like a dark side reference. And then when they said the whole thing about the alphas, I was like, "Oh, okay." I saw well, the, couple... like Olympus was the the right. uh, casino. Yeah, mm. I saw a review where someone was like, "Oh my god, he put in a a dark side reference." Maybe it's like a shared universe with the DC movies. And I was like, I hate people. Like, there's Greek, like, Greek <laughs> symbolism throughout the entire movie. Like, the fucking main, main zombie is Zeus. Vandero uh, is. Uh, no, the, like Ryan was saying, the place is called Olympus, like Mount Olympus. He's in the fucking penthouse suite of it all the way at the top of it. And then, uh, one of the videos I watched on it, they give away, actually, the mural painted on the front of the Olympus is literally all of Zeus's story and even has, like, aliens in the mural. Uh, like, it's a blatant giveaway to the whole movie as just, like, a like a Greek like hieroglyph on the wall hmm. uh, right outside of the casino. But there's all sorts of shit like that throughout it. And then you see the Omega <laughs> man uh, or the Omega symbol on his chest when he's like shirtless, I think like chopping wood or sawing some shit. I don't even remember what he's doing. It's early on in the movie. 
And then uh, they refer to the fucking super zombies as alphas. And I'm like, oh, yeah, alpha and omega is the omega man, the, the beginning and the end. And I'm like, they give away right there if you're not like a complete Snyder Cut fanboy that this is going to be the last guy standing. And I saw that being like a huge uh, omega man fan and all these old uh, movies, the the fucking just Charlton uh, Heston walking around as a zombie. The, the real <laughs> I am legend. Uh, the book. Uh, fucking uh, all Richard sort of Matheson? what is it? Heston that did that original one. Is that I am uh, Omega? I believe yeah, there's Price. one with Vincent Price, and then yeah. Charlton Heston did the Omega Man, which is in the public domain now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit, it is. That's red. Yeah, uh, that's why. That's why when I Am Legend came out uh, with the Will the Will Smith Warner Brothers one, there was one with uh, what's his name from American Iron Chef, Mark Dukakis from oh, uh, yeah. John Wick Three, called I Am Omega. That the asylum put out immediately, like that week. Oh yeah, that's okay. Yeah, shot it in a parking lot. That's the one that like <laughs> fucks my brain damaged head up. Is there's always some like bootleg red box knockoff to confuse the shit out of me. Uh, yeah. Uh, that that one's like a dead giveaway, and then they just keep driving all that shit up. I expected the tiger to have, or yeah, the tiger to have a fucking some sort of like Greek god name or some sort of Greek goddess name. And it's a they call it like Valentine or something that's not explained. Uh <coughs> Stavros the tiger. <laughs> uh, there's also Last Man on Earth, where the last man on earth is stupid. There's also Last yes. Man Standing with uh Tim Allen on Fox every <laughs> Thursday at eight. The mid read. It's just Wilson's head. Biting. He's biting the fence, just holding on to it. (laughs) (laughs) Let me suck your dick. We're rapist zombies. (laughs) (laughs) So they're not doing sequels, then. What they're doing is just prequels and animated thing that's not related to the main story they'll, they'll probably do a sequel at some point but i think they have more to juice from it with prequels because batista dies at the end um and you have well i mean it's just probably the best way to utilize this cast they should bring her back does. with the daughter is just super roided out just like huge <laughs> and like <laughs> running his food truck that he wanted she's just like living his life like ah pull a last of us too well she was putting her roids in her eyes that's her problem <laughs> oh I but she has eyes. to kill herself at the end because she killed her dad uh... <laughs> yeah it's just a whole movie of her angry murdering zombies only to realize <laughs> yeah, just... that she has to off herself at the end but she has enough energy left to cry like her dad did right before yeah. she dies so oh. I think Anyways. we all agree. We're all we're all on the same page. This movie's not good, right? <laughs> what is what is the last good zombie? I I mean, movie series, miniseries, whatever it might be. Train to Busan. That was pretty good. Uh, so they're actually. Yeah. I think they're running that tonight for the first Last Drive-In movie. I need uh, to see that. Oh, that's right. The second that. one was one of the biggest pieces of shits I've seen. Oh, that's oh. Peninsula was terrible with the CG oh, cars. God. It looks like it Gran so... Turismo for PlayStation. Yeah, that was, <laughs> was so that fucking one. bad. I just watched that a couple weeks ago, and that was hard to get through with how good the first one is. How do you guys yeah. feel about the uh, the American remake we're, we're going to be getting? Unnecessary. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> shit, uh, just like every remake that yeah. Americans make. It's pointless, a waste of money. Do you think it's going to happen, though? Every time they announce, okay, we're greenlighting 
this Korean film as an American remake. It gets held up like the same was uh, the, the same thing happened with I Saw the Devil. Mm-hmm. Um, that was right. supposed to be an Adam Wingard property oh. with Simon Barrett, I think, uh, maybe writing the script to that. And it got oh, held that was up them in doing that. I believe so. Yeah. Weird. I and that don't didn't mind pan out. Stuff. Uh, I didn't know. I just figured they were like uh, uh, still working on it or like it was still in development or something. But I had completely just put that out of my head. Yeah, I, I think he got that back in like 2013, 2014. And now he's on he's going to do Thundercats next or some, some like 80s animated property is a live action thing. And uh, I, the only one I mean, aside from Old Boy, which, oh, that that remake. That remake is, just is brutal. Terrible. Yeah. Completely yeah. has no spirit of the original whatsoever. Um, is the Parasite TV show that they're doing for HBO with Mark Ruffalo and Adam McKay. Oh. What? Mark Sharp- Ruffalo? Is it How do you get a show Copley out of that? At the end of that? Good question. What's that? Is that Charlotte Copley at the end of that? The dude from uh, District uh, Nine. He's like oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. in that. Yes, yeah, and he ha- he has like the most cartoonish performance possible, especially compared to the original guy, who's like a smooth, handsome oh, Korean, yeah. uh, you know, shampoo or hair dye model. Uh, you have Charlotte Copley, who's just doing. He's hamming it up. He's acting like he's yeah. a, a cartoon character he or a bad guy. Giggles like a, a weirdo. I think I remember. Like there's mm. something he had like a strange affect about him, like the way yeah. he talked and everything. Like is this in the old boy Joker? Remake? Yeah, the old yeah. boy remake. It was. I'm pretty sure they do like a shot for shot of the the hallway scene. Was it the trucking shot? Uh, yeah, they do. I've never seen the new one, but I've seen a video <laughs> that did a breakdown of like the side by side. Yeah, and it's like almost. They, like I think the they wind up doing um, a zigzag instead of one continuous yeah. hallway shot. So they oh, go down okay. different levels, and they do wind up cutting. I found this out. They 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 wound up cutting. I think multiple times during that, uh, as opposed to the 2003 original Old Boy. But also the 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 thing that really bothers me about that remake is that. You know, there was a lot of questions about, okay, are they going to do the ending? The ending is what is, you know, most controversial Mm -hmm. about it. Um, And they do do the ending, but they also have the bad guy motive, right? And the bad guy's motive in the original 2003 Korean one is Mm -hmm. he was sucking on his sister's tit. And then the the protagonist catches him and he's going to reveal that. And then the sister kills herself because she thinks she's pregnant with the baby from her brother. And in this one, it's kind of similar but then they have to up the ante they have to make it crazier so you don't forget it and it's like the dad is fucking everyone in the family and the kids just unbuckle their belts when he comes home he's oh they all love dad uh so you love your dad <laughs> not like that is that what you do when your dad gets home from work is you unbuckle no. the belt and run to him no no and i and i dad and i could home. because he had a stroke, so I can completely overpower him if I want. You, <laughs> it's the I other way around. <laughs> yeah, you unbuckle his belt. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he can't. Uh... Young boy. He's got a stiff arm. I don't want to jerk me off with a stiff arm. My dad, undo my belt to beat my face with the buckle. 
Uh, yeah, just I'm to look- connect this to, to what we're talking about, you know, obviously uh, Steven <laughs> Spielberg was supposed to direct that old boy remake originally with Will Smith. And uh, Armand White, the, the premier film critic, has declared that uh, Zack Snyder is the new Spielberg. So what do you guys agree, disagree? That's what? my notes right here. My note, my notes right here. I'm going to read it. It says, brings the daughter equals Zack Spielberg. <laughs> for for Batista's character bringing that whole storyline. I was like, this is so Spielberg. What the heck is going on? Snyderberg. <laughs> Snyderberg, yes. Um, I want to die. Real last name. A new era is, of the Zackness. No, I, I don't even so funny. I don't even up, think I'm <laughs> that nuts about Spielberg movies to yep. to defend that. Uh I, I you know, can respect what he's done just for like filmmaking and production overall and uh the the net his career has cast but <laughs> fuck man like that's like two dudes i really could not care that much about at the end of the day like if i were ever to list like uh like a top five of directors i really like i don't think spielberg or snyder would even come up uh well i think uh, i mean spielberg made like but i'm also a dumbass ever um and like with snyder i've enjoyed most of his films but i would never consider any of his films like even the best of the years they came out. No, that's fair. Yeah. What, I, I, what's everybody's favorite Snyder things, movie? You know? Yeah, that's a good question. Go ahead, boys. Uh, I would probably say Watchmen is, I mean, in spite of that one really bad scene, the, uh, the extended cut of Watchmen is really good and probably my favorite. You have surprised me. I didn't think that would be yours. Uh, uh, Dawn, probably. Yeah, I'm looking at the rest. It's either Dawn or Dawn. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pulling it up really quick just to see if I missed anything. But I would say normally uh, I'm I'm between Dawn and Watchmen, but I think I agree. Dawn of Justice is what you guys are talking about. (laughs) Exactly. I'm more into the the Lizzie Borden Love is a Crime video short he did in 89. Uh, or Rod Stewart, Leave Virginia. Hell yeah, Morrissey music videos. Yeah. <laughs> My Chemical Romance video? Oh, damn. Damn, he was really? He was directing music videos that late? I mean, he, did, he popped up in 2004, right? So Did he, did he do the one with Grant Morrison? Yeah. Yeah, 2004. Yeah, Dawn was his uh, directorial debut. That's why it was like a big fucking deal. And like, I I had forgotten that and went back and looked at that after watching this and was like, shit, man, that's like one of his best, in my opinion. And (laughs) Army is like the exact other end of the spectrum for me. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like depending on the day you catch me on, it's, it's Dawn of the Dead or it's, uh, Army. And I, I've always said like Dawn of the Dead. He said Army. He said Army. Jesus Army. Uh, He loves it. He secretly loves Army. We got it on tape. (laughs) Dawn of the Dead or Watchmen. I was gonna say, uh, I think Dawn of the Dead is one of like the, the best remakes ever. And I fucking hate remakes. Uh, I agree. I think think that movie was... Super cool for when it came out. I haven't watched it since. I'm I'm sure it doesn't hit the same way now. But I remember seeing that in the theater and just loving how fast paced everything was and how different it was and how it didn't try to take the steps to uh, recreate 
uh, you know, its its mm-hmm. predecessor uh, to a T. Which I mean, I like the 1990 Night of the Living Dead remake that Tom Savini did, yeah. that mm-hmm. Ramiro also wrote. Um, but just the fact that they took it in such a different direction, I thought was a, a great choice. Uh, what do you guys think about 300? By the way. Uh, I feel like that's like in the middle for me. Like visually, it fucking nails it across the board. If you're a comic fan and even a, a film fan, like there's a ton of cool shit. Uh, for the time, uh, that was almost like the start of a lot of those like Snyderisms and his like real slowed down shots. There wasn't a ton of that in Dawn, and I think that's why Dawn just feels so visceral and fun for me. And I, I honestly think you'd be surprised if you went back and watched that today. I watched it a couple months yeah. back and it like it still caught me off guard laughing at a couple of the jokes. It's a wildly homophobic movie which you will you don't see in shit nowadays and I had like mm. forgotten all about like that whole angle of the dudes being tortured by the the gay old priest guy. Yeah. <laughs> fucking like the it's it's surprisingly it holds up pretty well and uh I think honestly uh, if you watched Army and then went and watched that, it's a great palate cleanser uh, for anybody that watches this and somehow hasn't watched the movie and then wants to go watch them. Uh, it 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 has a it has a weird like like I, I think he does a lot with the cast uh, with Mickey Pfeiffer or whatever. That's one of the one of the uh, actors. Uh, and stuff. Yeah, Mickey Mackay. Pfeiffer. Mikel. Isn't that his Michelle Pfeiffer? Sure. Michelle Black Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think uh, it's one of the the ones that has the, the tone that most consistent uh, throughout. Because even though it has some of that you know, early 2000s cringe lines at times. Um, it doesn't really feel like a like a, a movie from that time, even though it's been, what, 20 years since it came out? Uh, oh. And uh, for what they did with the zombies and make them faster, like, it, it feels very hectic and, and everything moves really quickly. Uh, I saw it, I think, like, a week ago or two weeks ago, and it still holds up. Like, again, it has, you know, the problems that all the movies from that time have where, you know, sometimes you're kind of cringe at, at their the things they say, but it, it's, it holds up really well. And like Spencer said, like he's much better than this it's, army it's thing. The, Have the you guys Doritos watched Mountain Dew crowd? <laughs> yeah. Dawn is one watched... of my favorite uh, um, zombie films, just in general, just an enjoyable, fun movie. Like all the characters I think are really well written. Like they all have their own distinct personality. Um, the, the effects are all really good. Like, I, if you watch the mm. kind of scenes, they go into all the, the ways they did all, everything, like with the headshots and everything. And it's just cool from like a perspective, like, you know, this is a big production, but they were doing these kind of really low budget, you know, uh, headshots where it's just like a little tube with some blood in it that shoots out in the back of their head oh, and yeah. just film at the right, you know, the right moment. That's the um, fun shit. That's why I just want to do a schlocky ass horror movie, man. And it's just, it's a funny movie. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I like the movie a lot. That's the one I'll probably put the the top. I do like 300 a lot. That was the one I was kind of in between of like Watchmen or 300. Um, I was going to ask if anybody's watched it recently because I, I don't know if those visuals are going to hold up because of how heavily relying on green screen um, they were. And the you CGI know, he was. was pretty rough even at the time too. Like yeah. those yeah. CGI It's been years for me. Like five, six years probably. I remember like seeing that in theaters at the time, like young me would be like, this is the best Snyder movie because like being a comic book guy, uh, I wasn't even writing comics at the time professionally or anything. 
like I saw that and it was one of the first times it was like, oh fuck, we're literally seeing like somebody like lovingly translate from page to screen and doing it where it's like still a solid film and you can follow it as just the average viewer. It stands with the source material and on its own. Which, I mean, they weren't naked, but well, yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> they they did what they could without Doesn't getting like Ryan. an X rating at that point. <laughs> like, yeah, two thousand five th- to two thousand nine was really, I think, a big renaissance for comic book adaptations, and I would say, I mean, Batman Begins, and then obviously Sin City, which is kind of like a, a sister to three hundred in terms of the visual style and also being for Frank sure. Miller. Mm-hmm. You know, you have those two movies. I I would have to unfortunately report. That Sin City's visuals do not hold up um, oh. in the modern era, which is really no surprise. But uh, I feel like it dies <clears throat> as soon as Green Lantern hits. I think Watchmen was the last gasp of that, and then you get Green Lantern, and then it's <laughs> over. It's done. I finally oh, I watched right. that recently, and that that movie feels like it gives you brain damage. Uh <laughs> It's all it's horrible, except for like three minutes of Mark Stone awesome as yeah. Sinestro, where you're like, wait, how come these single three minutes are so cool and the rest is so bad? Ryan's worked for the DC machine, too. He's He's got the inside baseball on that shit. <laughs> I don't know if you have you ever inked Green Lantern stuff. Uh, yeah, I did a bit of bit of uh, mostly like fill in pages over brad walker and stuff like that 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 movie is a bad movie and has almost nothing to do with green lantern other than like characters that costume Uh, was so disturbing (laughs) yeah it really was (laughs) all his little mask that was oh and the green eyes i couldn't stand that it's like it's hard for me to take this seriously as a movie when you have that gross he looks like uh, yeah just wet just yeah. moist. <laughs> yeah, he, looked, he, looked, he looked like, like a villain in like man. a B movie. Yes. He looked like humidity. <laughs> <laughs> the, the asylum Green Lantern. Well, he even, I think he did like a Twitter thing when I still had Twitter where he just watched and commented on it and just shit on it, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, so, I mean, they're aware, I'm sure, that it's just a complete. But. The thing that I like about it is that it, it just like Venom uh, that came out, what, two years ago or last year, uh, they just feel like a, a comic book movie pre-Marvel Universe. So it mm-hmm. feels like a breath of fresh air where it's just like, oh, my God, this is really stupid, but not that type of stupid. So just by the fact that it's different, I don't know, it has like a little bit of enjoyment mm-hmm. uh, it, to me. It mm-hmm. feels, it has the feel of like comic book movies from before like 99 with yeah. the budget and look of something from like the late 2000s like it's it's well, yeah, this weird it feels like an acid trip sort of movie like i feel like you need to be on psychedelics for that movie to really click or be enjoyable and then i still don't know what the hell you get out of it uh but it's well it's like, like the fantastic four one right those were kind of like oh, that too they were really like bad. the 2004 2008 yeah, yeah. ones yeah Oh yeah, that was, yeah, I thought you were talking about is it the Corman one from the '90s that got like buried? Oh no, that one's awesome. Uh, We've seen that. Yeah, that's, one. yeah we watched that, that for Civic TV, where you have yeah, Mr. Fantastic great. meeting Miss Fantastic when she's like six years old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hollywood, that was a baby. good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> executive producer Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's why I guess 
like I, I rewatched Venom and I was like, okay, so this is this is a piece of shit. Like I didn't enjoy it as as, as much as the first time, and I think it was that that he just felt refreshing. Are you ready after yeah. for well, Harry's the Lantern the was made by the guy? What's his name? Uh, Martin Campbell, who did Zorro and Casino Royale. Like, oh, okay, very competent director. Yeah, I don't understand how that was the result. I mean, when you have Warner Brothers in their heyday and. You have Ryan Reynolds and you have that director and they still, I mean, and maybe something like Green Lantern just isn't fit for, for a movie because it's so, Not I don't know. Own movie, I, don't I think. think that one got a lot of studio tampering, but I also <laughs> agree like Green Lantern. I know a lot of people fucking love that character, but it's like the dude is like allergic to the color yellow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I, I think he's just a hard The red people with the power-wise, you know, like all the the different things you can conjure up, it just, it's, I don't know, well, it just yeah. doesn't seem to translate as well. In the environment of comics where it's all about the illustration, it's really fun, but in this sense, it's just kind of weird. He to have makes all this a bunch of, of shit, yeah. like, the, like the, the ideas of like a 10-year-old child, like he makes like a fucking giant Hot Wheels track in one yeah. scene to like <laughs> save a bunch of people. Isn't that to like get the helicopter that's like about to crash or something? I actually watched that for the first time only a, like a couple months back, so it's fairly fresh in my head, but wow. all the shit he does in the movie is like comic and childish to where it feels like it's geared towards like a six to 12 year old range. Uh, but it's billed, I think it was like PG 13. They were trying to sell it to like teenagers and comic fans and stuff like that. Yeah. The trailer, I can remember the trailer distinctly when I was in Watchmen, I believe they played the trailer in front of that movie Oh, damn. and <laughs> the tone of it was nothing like, what the actual movie was, which is what you're describing, which is like a, a little kid's film. It feels yeah. very Fantastic Four-ish. But mm -hmm. of course, you had Dark Knight, you had Batman Begins, you had Watchmen, 300, all these big comic book movies that are dark, that are gritty, that are, you know, what people kind of were memeing on in 2016. Oh, it's, oh, it's always dark and gritty and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And then you have Green Lantern, and it's nothing like that. That's what com <laughs> comic fans are like losing their minds for the most part about that now is like every story is grim dark bullshit like why does everybody suck or or it's just straight politics and i don't mind that shit usually if it's done well but uh not the political stuff but the grim dark shit like which is why i don't mind Zack snyder i thought like you said the extended cut of watchmen is great i remember seeing the the regular theatrical cut of it in theaters and kind of being like well that was cool i that was one of the ones where I was like, I wish there was more, which is why when the extended cut came out, I checked that out. But well, you uh, know what? I prefer the ending of the movie to the comic. Oh yeah, it'd be uh, kind of heresy, but I think no, it's a agree. more interesting ending. And the comic is one of those times where it's like really fucking goofy, and like I enjoy a lot of Alan Moore's stuff, but I also think there's a lot of people that put that guy way up on a fucking pedestal for a dude who hates oh, the yeah. hates the medium he's in so much, like. Uh, he seems to loathe comic books for uh, someone who stayed in it for so long. Uh, I Like I said, I enjoy a lot of his work. I love Watchmen. The movie wouldn't exist if it weren't for the book, obviously. And I like both the book and the movie. But uh, I agree, like, the, the ending in the movie... Uh, I think if they uh, just if they went with the the book ending, it immediately tonally feels weird and kind of corny. And they... 
manage to like avoid that throughout the movie other than that really hilarious sex scene and music cue yeah <laughs> I, th- I think the everything in the movie feels very like grounded and the ending definitely sticks its landing compared to if they just introduced the squid monster and uh, out of the blue i mean it was weird when they had i think the uh, the pet's name is boobastus they show boobastus in a scene or yeah. two and it's like what the fuck is that we, ha- we haven't had any context for that at all it's all like this is real life nobody has like superpowers or anything and then you just see boobastus and uh, mm-hmm. it was very bewildering. Yeah, they never mention. They never really get into all the weird shit, like the science and strange shit. That uh, oh my god, why can't I think of his name now? Ozymandias. Ozymandias. Yeah, all the weird shit that that dude's into, and like where those guys come from. Like fucking, there's there's all this other stuff where it's just such a big universe that you 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 can't cover all of it. I guess in a in a film without doing. I don't even remember how long the extended cut was, but oh, it is long. I mean, not long. <laughs> Look, it's not even long compared to you know Zack Snyder's yeah, Justice like the League. Snyder cut. But uh, I mean, I think it comes in around like three hours and thirty minutes. It has yeah. the whole animated section in it. That sub story of the the, the pirate ship. Yeah, the I, Gerard Butler. Yeah. I should go back and watch that. Uh, did you guys watch the TV show? <laughs> no, I I, uh, I skipped that. I tried. I knew that was just gonna make me annoyed. You, yeah. you tried, Ryan. Yeah, I got I got through like four or five episodes. Like the first two oh, were wow. really rough, and then the third one it got way better. It stopped being like as preachy. Like they came out of the gate all preachy, and then they finally got to a story, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I got disinterested two episodes <laughs> later and just didn't pay attention. Yeah, I got like two episodes in and it was just like all this. That was one of the most like ham fisted, like we're just throwing in political stuff yeah. left and right. Well, and the, the first red flag like, was Damon Lindelof, right? He was, oh, yeah, right. was telling me. immediately. You're immediately, fucking telling yeah. me, dude. That's uh, like a, as soon as I, I heard that, I was like, cool, skip immediately. There's nothing <laughs> that man has done. Yeah. I don't know doesn't why matter I don't who he gets. My lessons. Like, fucking no, I'm good. <laughs> I didn't know that either until I watched the first episode, and I was like, "Oh god damn it!" I'm like, "All right, I'll watch this first episode," and then I think I watched the second one a week later, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I gave it a chance. I'm fucking done." Uh, the cops have like this weird like pager system on their guns where they can't unlock their guns to use their guns unless like a dispatcher authorizes their gun to be unlocked or something like that. It was all this just like weird, really corny political (laughs) shit. And it deals with like racism. And basically after Rorschach died, like a cult of Rorschachs popped up that are all just like white supremacist dudes. They're like a one-to-one recreation of the KKK. But instead of just KKK robes, they have white hoods with Rorschach blots on them. Uh, I'm sorry. There, there's not a more boring subject uh, for anything right now than racism. It yeah, is yeah. the most played out. As soon as that's like an element, I'm just like I'm like I'm checked out. I don't. Need I, could, yeah, I, I was I was excited for Lovecraft Country when they announced it, and I was like, oh, this could be cool. A whole uh, you know TV show about mm. Lovecraft stories, and then all the racism you know stuff came it's out. It's HBO. Like, no. Yeah. No, how you thought? <laughs> how you thought that was going to avoid that? Mm-mm. No, you can't do that now. You maybe, I mean, hopefully, like in five years, things lighten up. But uh, no, HBO's prime mo is taking that thing you love and then infusing it with racism. So that's that's going to be what they're 
their prime operative um, uh, is that, for the not distant future. That show was based on a book uh, about like a. He's like a Viet or not a Vietnam vet, like a what is it? A uh, World War Two vet uh, coming home or something like that, and his uncle's missing, and. Uh, his uncle is like the guy who wrote like the the Negro Guide to the South. There's like all these books from Jim Crow era mm-hmm. that were written by actual African American authors that were basically like, "Don't go to this fucking town. Stay out of this state. Don't hold hands with a white woman here." It's all just this, one page. You know, Don't go there at all. <laughs> yeah, like like yeah, that's just the whole South. Like it's just a line drawn. Uh, yeah, no, so there's all these, like, real books that they're based on and everything, but, uh, that was, like, a huge plot point of the, the Lovecraft Country book, and, uh, the show, like, really drives that home from the beginning, that just, like, race is going to be everything in this story, uh, and it kind of throws in Lovecraft stuff here and there just to like uh like carrot on the stick you like uh like oh here's a little bit more like it's cool for a second again and then that shit just goes away like almost like completely uh that seems to be what Watchmen was doing which was like all right we're gonna slow we're gonna drag out these iconic characters from the book we're gonna have jeremy irons come in a couple episodes in and play an older ozymandias we're gonna have we're gonna tease dr manhattan who's like mm-hmm. literally just like a dude painted blue arnold schwarzenegger style and um oh, also man. the the only thing that did intrigue me about it is that i heard that they used the squid in that so it's not canon to the Zack snyder adaptation of watchmen no, that was actually. Oh, that's right. There's rain. It's raining baby squid in like the first episode. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. So my friend, a bunch of my friends that don't read comics that love movies, uh, they like the Watchmen movie. Then they were like, "Cool, I'll watch this Watchmen sequel." And they were like, "Oh, it's not really connected to the movie. Wait, parts of it are. Wait, what's the other part?" And then I'm watching it. I'm like, "Oh, well, that's from the comic." And I'm like, "Oh, so they didn't make this for." I don't know who they thought they were making this for. I Why read women? Some, yeah. I've read the something they said they were. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> Why I they read were something women? online. They said they were trying to do like it is sort of like a shared universe, but something got fucked up with like time or parallel dimensions or some shit having to do with Osmandius. That's not actually explained in the show. Uh, that's how they sort of just like justified so, the squids showing up. Uh, it, it's kind of like when a... J.K. Rowling is like, "Oh, this character is actually gay the entire time." Yeah. You know, you <laughs> yeah. never saw it. I never brought it up. <laughs> Linda yeah. Lindelof's eventually wink. gonna get back to do a corner and be like, "I'm trans." Did you see the thing about <laughs> Disney where their their latest movie is gonna have the first out gay character, and then somebody put a compilation together of every time for they the said eighth, that? It's like eight yeah, movies the they've done time. this with. It was Josh Gad and Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> yeah, that was on, one of them. Yeah. Naping on men's necks, and then they had to cut it out for China. What? Yeah. Wasn't Ursula a lesbian? Corella was a lesbian too? Yeah, Josh Gad gets uh tag teamed <coughs> by by Chip and the fucking Candelabra in and, and the live action <laughs> oh and Beauty and the Beast Ryan. You gotta see it, man. I'm downloading it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Chip's just like a kid with a dented head. Like, <laughs> Hello. Oh. 
What's that, dude? We should have fixed that shit before we turned him human. Chip, played, <laughs> portrayed by T. Sim Fuckus. <laughs> Is there going to be a season two for this show, or was it for canceled? Watchmen? Yeah. Oh, I um, I, I, I think it was canceled. I, I believe it didn't uh, get the ratings that would have justified a second season. And then Damon Lindelof was like, well, I wasn't going to do one anyway. That's HBO's <laughs> thing now is to like uh, green light all these like crazy sounding ideas on paper. Like when you're in a stuffy pitch room with some dudes that green light that shit for a season, throw a decent amount of money at it. They do, like you said, there's like a set piece every episode where there's like, oh, there's that cool moment where like there's the Lovecraft bit or your little there's the what you know from Watchmen for that one moment. And then the episode's over and it's like, come back next time, watch the whole fucking thing for something in the last two minutes for you to be like, oh, I recognize that. And then it's, well, it it's seems on like to the such a like, step back from all the adaptations we have now, because like remember how like an X-Men when it first came out? You kind of had the X-Men, but it wasn't really... Like, there was a kid that was teleporting, and you're like, oh, is that Nightcrawler? But he's not purple. He's not blue, mm-hmm. but I guess it's kind of like Nightcrawler, so you're still kind of excited, but it's not really the whole thing. And, you know, but then now we have, like, a million superhero movies, which are going to be more and more, like, accurate and correct costumes and everything like that. So it's like, you're kind of taking a step back by not just doing a regular adaptation. Well, I mean, like, right. it's HBO. Back in, back in 2000, people were thinking, all right, well... You know, we, th- I mean, there's a good portion of the audience that's just showing up for a movie, right? Mm-hmm. They don't know anything about this. So th- we have to be able to sell this as a movie. We got to cut out all that that corny shit that, like, might make the 10-year-olds jump up in their seats. So the yellow outfits, those are out. We're going to put them in, uh, in black spandex. That's what mm-hmm. we're going to do. And it's going to look cool. We're going to get James Marsden. James Marsden, yeah. the least charismatic actor. Yeah, I always thought those outfits. Black onesies. Yeah. I, uh, I just thought that was, uh, those were Brian Singer's like sexual preference. He wanted everybody in hot black leather. Like, uh, oh yeah, maybe. I'm sure. I'm sure that played a part as well. But. Do you guys know that the Watchmen series won 11 Emmys? Really? <laughs> of course it did. For what? Using yeah. Hallelujah? Did it win for know, music? How many did SNL win that year as well? It won for Best Limited Series, Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress, Best Lead Actor, uh, and Lead Actress. Oh, they they have a great PR team. Dumbass. Of course it won a bunch of awards. HBO has a lot that? of power in the game. Was that 2019 now? Has it been two 2020. years? 2020, yeah. 2020? That was, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, for 2019, yeah. Okay, for the awards, yeah. for the yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, shit. Uh, is the guy that played Doctor Manhattan is the guy that won? <laughs> <laughs> the painted blue man. Wow, Jesus. Yeah, can I mean? Well, that was also Lores, that was also too. The... It turned into like the year of like affirmative action awards for everyone, where they were just like, wasn't that the same year as like the Green Book and shit like that? No, 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 no. Green Book was 2016. That, that was, was uh, damn. That was that long ago. Now that was yeah. Yeah, you that old, movie, young man. dude. I have a I have a huge family, and it's half big dumb Irish people and half black. <laughs> and the black side of my family was like, do not see the Green Book. They like one of the most offensive things ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Some of them told me to watch 12 Years a Slave and were like, educate yourself. It's a great movie and it's very dark. Really? It'll, it'll let you know us about oh things. Oh, my 
God, I got that, but dude, the green book, those. the green book was like uh, an atrocity, evidently, and I haven't, I haven't even seen I, it. But. I watched it, and I'll tell you, it's not really a good movie, but I found it so hilarious that that's what won Best Picture because everyone was upset. Everyone was so <laughs> upset because they were like, "This is a for exactly what you're you're saying right now." That was kind of like the general Twitter reaction. Oh, the man. fact that. It was from the director of Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, one of the Farrelly Peter brothers Farrelly. won yeah, yeah. Best Picture. I my, love that. Dude, I, my, co- I think my, fantastic. My, my cousins w- uh, attributed it to like a uh, like a nerdy white dude being like like come like me black people like why won't mm. you? And it was like the most hilarious fucking shit in the world. Uh, it's it's good old. I didn't know it was so received like that. Driving I, Miss Daisy, uh, uh, you know, Hollywood people. It's yeah. it's people with that sort of mentality. Uh, a, a white was, a white people feel good movie. Was there a yes. shared universe? Yeah. But there's something about Mary where we see Mary's parents. Remember they had an interracial relationship. Oh my! We God. see how that that forms. That's the real crux of the story. Yeah, yeah Keith but, David comes back. <laughs> oh man, this I is that movie. That'd the be best good. army of the dead episode ever. Uh, <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can can we go back <laughs> to Twelve Years a Slave and how much I hate that movie? <laughs> oh, <laughs> how much I think that... for you? No, it's just such a piece of shit. It's just such a white people are the most evilest, the worstest, the Hitler, every white person <laughs> Hitler. And yeah, I don't, don't, don't say Hitler's name like Hans. Whoa, what <laughs> did I come back to? <laughs> yeah. Every black person is fucking amazing and they're all virtuous and they're so creative and so much more intelligent than every <laughs> other white person. But wait, the black guy actually needs a white guy to liberate him after two hours of all this bullshit. And then Brad Pitt comes in and he's like, yeah, come, come on, Negro, come with me. And then he saves him and the movie ends. And it's like, so I just sat to through two, two and a half hours, I think, of... Black people being tortured because that's what it is. It's just black people being shit on and hit on and every well hit on hit being hit and on. everything. And <laughs> then at the end, that's a good story. Hitting on them all. And at the end, How's it's it like, yeah, we need we need Whitey to save him at the end. So it's like, what the, what the <laughs> fuck are you trying to tell me then? You know, fuck that movie. It's about the journey. It's about the journey, huh? It's not the destination. I think you need to watch it over again. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, he's like, you need Maybe. to re-educate you yourself. Know Maybe. You Maybe seem to have right. missed the point, son. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Army of the Dead three shots. See, but, but like, the, the, the thing with me is that I come from a country where slavery was not a thing. So to me, all of these very emotional things where you were supposed to be like, you know what, my people were really bad. No, we were fucking Indians. And my background is like, well, German, which fine. Uh, but then it's like Chinese. Chinese castles around here. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, <laughs> like I don't you know, feel... in our history, we didn't really do much. We were pretty quiet, the Germans. <laughs> sure. So all these red flags and we hear screaming inside the buildings all the time. Listen, to it's, ourselves. <laughs> it's Chinese and German. What have those two nations ever done that it's bad? <laughs> so I feel no guilt. So this doesn't hit, hit me emotionally at all. So it's just like, all right, can we move on from this black guy just getting beaten up all the time and everyone's just shitting on him? Like, it's just not interesting to me to sit through two hours of that. Who was in that? But, um, uh, Brad, Brad Pitt. Paul Dano. Paul Brad Dano Pitt was the black guy getting beat up? Yes. Fassbender was the racist, right? One of the racists. Oh, yeah. Michael uh, Fassbender is the slave owner. 
Yeah. And then you have the the guy from um, I, you know what? I'm not gonna say it because I'm gonna get it wrong and I'm gonna sound racist. So someone <laughs> who's the main the main character for Twelve Years a Slave. Uh, I don't even remember. I just said my family told That's, me I needed yeah. to watch it. I don't even think I ever got around to saying I watched it. I never saw <laughs> it. I did, but I never saw it. That, uh, that, you know what? I think that was a pretty common thing where people were like, "Yeah, we got to go see this movie." Like it was almost a religious experience. Like the same thing with uh, Passion of the Christ back in two thousand four. So I was going to say Black Panther. That was <laughs> Black Panther. <laughs> Jerusalem oh, forever. Man. Yeah, <laughs> the religious experience that is Black Panther. Holy shit. It just goes to dead air. It's just yeah. silence after Black Panther. Well, that's I'm a, just I'm just that yeah, could be a cut cut if we want Wakanda it. Forever. It's, a, it's a moment of silence for Chadwick Boseman. Yes, I'm reading. I'm reading to see if this movie actually ends like that, <laughs> because I don't actually remember if that's how, how the movie ends with Brad Pitt saving him. I might just be full of shit because he's I've only car- seen it he's once. A carpenter. Was that he's really Brad Pitt in that? How do I not remember that? He produced. The he only movie shows up at and the he end. He thought it was a good idea to cast himself. What a douche. Yeah, he's not recognizable at all. He doesn't take you out of the movie with his yeah. Brad Pittness at all. He shows yeah, up he just... in blackface. He's like, come on, brother, let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> just his massive voice. Yeah. That's how you find out if the black community uh, still loves an actor, if they can do blackface and get away with it. So far, that's only Robert Downey Jr. because he's no. brilliant. Uh-uh. Michael Rappaport. Michael Rappaport is oh, still bamboozled. Loved. Hell yeah. yeah he's still... I don't think I don't think many people like Michael Rappaport <laughs> uh, of any race. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's what unites unites us all. Yeah. He's really like that's when America gets comes back together when we deport Rappaport to wherever the fuck we can. Whoever will one take of yours, him in I'm as sure. a refugee. Sure oh yeah, he's, he's Irish, Irish. Right? Yeah, I'm sure he of is. Of course he fucking is. <laughs> oh my god. Just float him out into the ocean. Let that. He doesn't get a stew. Viking death. No, I didn't say shoot arrows at him or anything. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Just float him out like like. Uh, Wait, the, what about C. Re- Thomas Howell? A reverse Cubano. Just oh, poke soul him out man. Towards Cuba. Yeah. So he's, he's had a great soul career man. since then. <laughs> He was in one of the Spider-Man movies. They tried to like do a Tarantino-style role for him in that, where he's coming back. You know, you haven't seen him in 25 years. Didn't really work out. He started doing sci-fi movies right yeah, at like, sci-fi channel. He was the crane channel. operator. Yeah. Never that. <laughs> oh my god, that was wow. him in Soul Man. That's insane, oh dude. How did I not remember that? <laughs> you know that old classic. <laughs> Wait, so in that in this movie, I've never seen Soul Man. So is he? Oh, super- that's. He wants to is get into super- college. Oh, and wow. Yeah, you don't know about this. He's ahead, exploiting Jeff. affirmative no. action. Yeah, yeah so to he get goes into in college. It's basically oh. when that was like a like a hot button oh. item and people thought it was like big slanted, like it, it helped too much and it was based too much on your race. But uh, the blackface thing was still controversial then. When that movie came out, it was a big oh, no, controversy. It's, you know? it's like, yeah, yeah, my mom wouldn't though. let me see it. I, yeah. I saw Spike Lee on no Charlie joke. Rose no griping about that from that time period. So it was here's the thing though: people would go on CNN or they would go do the interview shows and they would complain, and then the studio would be like, "Okay, yeah, that's nice." Anyway, uh, so we're ushering this out this Friday. It's going to be the biggest <laughs> movie in America, 
and it, it would just be business as usual. Oh, Nowadays, yeah. you could never do Soul Man two or Soul Man three. How how many Soul Man with a, a Brat Packer too? You know, like, he to get a he job. He does it to meet a girl. Man shared universe. <laughs> you could do Timothy Chalamet as Soul Man in twelve. Soul Man Junior. His son takes over. Does someone have his agents? Does someone have his agents' contact material? Chalamet's soul man. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, he'd be like a gender studies major. Uh, yeah. I'm a soul man, but that's not what defines me. Uh, is the director of Friday the Thirteenth Part Two and Three? That's a ma- is that Steve Miner? Yes. Well, it wow. is kind of a horror movie, I guess. I didn't, Steve Miner did Day of the Dead, the remake, and that is maybe yeah. one, one of the worst zombie films ever. I didn't know he did that remake. Oh, that's that was the one, right? Is that, uh, or was that it's the from, um, 2000... Safari in that? Yep, she is, and Ving Rhames as well. It's from 2008 or so. Unwatchable turd. Yeah, the, the newer one, too, Bloodlines, is pretty much the same thing, uh... He also directed the Halloween H2O with uh, LL <laughs> oh, Cool J. I, I knew that one. Uh, yeah, that's the no, that's, that's the awesome. they thought they came up with because that's written by the guy who wrote Scream. Uh, Kevin Williamson is that his name? Sure. Uh, H2O. Yeah, I believe H2O is written by him. Mm, or he, no, he he might have punched up the script because he came up with the the part at the end where. They kill Michael Myers, but it's not really Michael Myers. Uh, he's like famously credited for that. Uh, I don't Look, know. Look, if it doesn't have Buster Rhymes, it's not a real movie, Halloween but... movie. Yeah, that's the other one. It's not even the fun yeah, Halloween. It's not the Buster Rhymes <laughs> one. That's the fun one. I don't it's even remember. Real Halloween without Buster Rhymes in it. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, the guy. This one's the, the one. This one's the one where, where Jamie Lee Curtis has a scene at the end where they're in like a roof. And then Michael Myers falls or something, right? No, that's like the that's the original. It's where the one where he comes down like he's hanging on one hand. That wasn't all the trailers. Yeah. He he hangs down from one arm. She cuts his head off at the end of the movie, and then you find out in the next movie that it wasn't him. He had sw- put his mask and his outfit onto the medic, the paramedic of the right. ambulance. And so clever. That scene is what was written by the guy who wrote Scream. Uh, he wrote some deal where he wrote that scene and then the opening scene of the next one right after and the studio forced the directors of both movies to use those (laughs) scenes as the end of their movie and the beginning of the other one. And I don't know if Williamson like directed the next one after that. I don't even remember which Halloween it was after that, but, uh, yeah, that was like a, a, like, I guess a kind of big break for him or another like big like notch in his belt. I Wasn't can't one of the big teen actors in that movie. After uh, Josh Hartnett, actors. Josh Hartnett, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Michelle he, Williams. He's in that new. Oh, really? Uh, he's he's in, that? in that new Guy Ritchie flick, which was like the one guy that surprised me to show up in that Wrath of Man, uh, which is weird because it's like written like a Shane Black movie with sort of like a Tarantino flair to it and it's almost no British uh, characters in the story so it's like not like Guy Ritchie London Underground kind of shit it's like Guy Ritchie trying to be something between like Shane Black and Fred Decker meets Tarantino and then also like a popcorn blockbuster 
but it was like an interesting like get drunk with your friends and watch an action movie kind of movie. Uh, but yeah, Hartnett showed up in that. And I was like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in it too. Really? Is he really? A bunch of guys who need work. Sounds like. Yeah. yeah, I need to go back and watch Halloween H two O. Evidently, I don't remember, <laughs> remember that shit at all. I don't. Oh yeah, no, he saw. dies. He gets. Uh, he gets a uh, something to the face in the, in the beginning. <laughs> Josh Hartnett was was H two O before or after the faculty though? It's not like you're asking Josh Hartnett that. Yes, <laughs> yes, Mr. Hartnett. He's just sitting there smoldering. He's not, yeah. Well, I don't. He's remember. not here, and then he pops in the stream. We're like, oh shit. <laughs> The faculty was 98. Oh, H2O geez. was 98, too, so it was the same year. Okay. The faculty, I remember being a pretty fun movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I like that movie. Is that Rodriguez doing that? It was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's And like John him. Stewart, remember that? He was Elijah a teacher. Wood. Oh, he loses an eye in that movie. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if that one holds up at all. Famke Jensen looking hot as fuck for her oh, time. Oh, yeah. Uh, it does was... in, the, like, I didn't see it till a few years ago, and it was fine. I didn't realize it was even that old. Little kid me was like, God damn. Uh, a bunch of bitches with for wild cheek bones in this movie. Yeah, Who, he's got a Jeff Hartnett thing. Who is he that blonde chick him Jeff with Hartnett. a face like a dagger? Jeff Hartnett. <laughs> Hartnett looks terrible in that movie. Peak Hartnett is lucky number 11. Come on, guys. Whoa, whoa, excuse me. Get your me. act together. 40 days and 40 nights where I'm going to fuck him. Uh, <laughs> Move over, Shannon Sossaman. Yeah. Here comes Spencer. <laughs> Rub a flower on my fat Irish body. Uh, <laughs> he looks a little too Chinese in this faculty thing. I've never yeah. seen it, but he looks like a little too ethnic. Still. No, he's like uh, terrible bangs. You see him in like Thirty Days of Night, where he's got a mustache and it can't like fully yeah. grow in. It looks really bad. <laughs> Evan. <laughs> uh, yeah, the faculty there isn't he like basically they're like we're all addicted to Adderall in this. Wasn't that like the counter yes. to them? Yeah. He's just blowing speed the whole like I love that movie as a teenager. Like I haven't watched that probably 10, 15 years now, but I used to fucking love that movie. That was the closest thing to like a Lovecraftian creature feature I could really think of like in like high school and shit like that. Uh, there wasn't much else around that wasn't like uh like I think Stuart Gordon did uh was it Dagon, uh, or I think he might have just produced that. <laughs> Said like a total stuff. northerner, Dagon. Yeah, <laughs> Dagon, Dagon, whatever right. the fuck, I don't care. Uh, but Dagon. yeah, I can't think of. Well, the sun's up. Like it's that. Dagon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's doing. Uh, Josh Harden is doing. Um, Kevin Hart's Die Hard series now. Die Hard with John Travolta? What? John Travolta is his partner or the bad guy? Yeah, he's in that. Um, He's in a. Yeah, he's in a new Guy Ritchie movie that's apparently going to come out this year. Yeah, that's the one I was just. That's what he was just talking about. Danny Francesco. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, it says untitled. I don't know what it's Oh, they call him like. They call him like Boy Piss or something in it. Like I didn't even know he had a real name. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, some by Epstein. Like, like that's what made me think. Check that movie out. Uh, I'm sure. Oh Hans... no, it's not that. No, it's not the same one. It's not the same one. Oh, okay. I was gonna say Wrath of Man, Hans. I'm sure you'll be finding a screener for it soon. Uh, Is it worth it? In the mail. Uh, if I've you already like... seen it. I've already seen it on my screener um, list of uh, movies that I can yeah, get. Uh, the Academy yeah. Academy sent you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The Academy sent me yeah, a screen of for... Wrath of Men. <laughs> it's up for an Oscar. All uh, right, send out those copies of Spielberg and a Hans. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> in Costa Rica. Uh, yeah, he might yeah, get it five Twitter. months you gotta later. Find his email. Yeah, we, say, we have to send it snail mail, so it's gonna get there probably next year. Check it out because it's <laughs> it's not terrible. I would say it's like a C. Uh, there's some some cool shots in it and everything. It's very much just like a Statham. Like it could be another transporter movie, and sort of like the cool angle they have for it is ruined very early on, and then it's it's shot non-linear like older Tar- like i guess a lot of tarantino stuff not even just older tarantino stuff but it's like uh not a linear storyline and then probably the first hour of the movie is like if you told me shane black wrote all the banter i'd be like yes totally it it feels uh almost like uh like banter like b-sides from the original predator uh and well listen it stars, I don't know how big of a role he has in this, should be one of the biggest, but he stars uh, Jeffrey Donovan, who's the star of Burn Notice, which is one oh, of my favorite, favorite shows of oh, all time. Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, I'm in. Are you, are you like serious about that? Yes, I love Burn Notice. He, he's good. entirely sincere. I love how you say Burn Notice. Anything on USA. <laughs> there's, there's such excitement, you're almost blurring the words into one word. Uh, I have the DVDs. Like, Burn I have notice. the. I, Burn I, notice. It's like one of the very few <laughs> yeah. that I still. It's oh, so yeah, eloquent. It's one, of, one of my favorite series. It's one of the very few series that I've actually finished from beginning to end. I, so. I, from what I've <laughs> seen of it, I've actually enjoyed Burn Notice. It's uh, Bruce Campbell. This, yeah, it's got it's Campbell yeah. in it, and it okay. rides this line of like just serious enough to follow and s- like not too corny, but like stays fun. It's pretty corny. Uh, it's kind of scary. But there's it some good from what I've seen. It was in the like power hour of Monk and Burn Notice. It's like yeah, a yeah, TNT yeah. or like USA show or something like that. Yeah. It's USA channel, yeah. Yeah, Monk Suits, Burn Notice, all the all the hits. Suits was another one. Yeah. Uh, no suits fucking still going, uh, I think. Sure it is. Je- I mean Jeffrey Donovan's actually very good though. If you see him in Sicario Ooh. or yeah. Fargo yeah. season two, uh he's or like Burn a He's an or, or no, no. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he's a legit actor. He's mm-hmm. solid yeah. in this. Like all the performances in Wrath of Man are 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 pretty good. It's just like uh, the story is trying to be way more like serious and impactful. Uh, like it thinks it's more emotional than it actually is. And I think it should have just like wholeheartedly embraced that being just an insane action movie. Uh, it doesn't give a lot of stuff to breathe. Uh, amazing. See, they're even in Spanish, the Spanish version. Operation <laughs> Miami. Great. I'm not. It's not a joke. So, <laughs> so not crispy. kidding. What do you say? He takes yeah. his shirt off. He's a tattoo on his body of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Michael Weston tattoo on my chest. Yeah. <laughs> He's got Jeffrey Donovan's IMDb tattooed on his back. Uh, damn, we've been going almost two hours already. I I can keep going. We haven't covered much of uh, the movie though. Uh, what the? I think we did pretty good. I think we covered it all. We definitely talked about it more than I was expecting. <laughs> um, Perfect. And, and it's pretty tapped out. I mean, there's only so much you can say. Yeah, I do did have a you question. guys notice the robot aliens? Uh, no. no, no. I guess I guess we got to watch it three times. Damn yeah, it, dude! Because <laughs> uh, I felt I felt I felt schizophrenic until I saw a video 
with Snyder actually talking about them. And then I was like, okay, I didn't imagine all of this shit in like a drunk stupor after watching this movie so many times. Like my brain's just filling in gaps to make the movie more interesting. He's like, cool, yeah, my yeah, drunk yeah, stupor yeah. was just a drunk stupor. Uh, That's all Yeah, no, was. uh... Once the shit goes down uh, in the vault, after they get it open, they're bagging up the money. Garrett Dillahunt's character fucks them all over again. One of the first zombies that pops down through the elevator hatch has blue glowing eyes. And then if you uh, pay attention in a bunch of scenes after that, you'll see zombies with weird blue glowing eyes randomly. In the casinos and- where the slot machines are, when uh, Batista is shooting all of them, there's one where he shoots one in the face, and you can see the like T1000 skeleton. It's Guzman who shoots him. It goes it? into slow motion, and it cuts to Guzman. It's that shot where something grabs him, Guzman, and he like. It? It's yeah, the the blonde hair, the blonde hair Cholo. Oh, he should be. That'd be amazing. Like, Did I miss that? Did uh, I miss it's him? it's that shot when they're running by, and I think Batista's up running on like the craps tables, and it goes into slow motion. His Guzman's, little legs are running. Guzman's like spinning around with dollar bills flying all around him, and oh, he, right, 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 he yeah. shoots a zombie at like point blank range, and it reels back, and it's got like a T one thousand skull, and the blue eyes like fade out. But it's again, it's like two, three frames and it's gone. So all of these moments throughout the movie that are supposed to tie in the aliens and go into this huge like crossover is uh is just like completely wasted and missed out on the final zombie, Zeus gets fucking headshotted in the helicopter and sprays blue and red blood everywhere, but the blue blood That's fades right. away. That's right. And uh it's like barely talked about the alien baby glows blue for a moment and then that burns out like there's all this dumb shit that's like uh if you weren't paying attention for a half second you just didn't see it and dr manhattan like, sperm and the fucking rain zombies the right when they step foot into the fucking place that's the only thing i'm not saying like Chekhov's gun everything in your fucking story you don't always need to pay off every little fucking thing that happens but they make such a point on the way in when they first cross through the the storage containers to be like here's these fucking beef jerky zombies you should see what it, what happens when it rains. They all come back to life for a couple of hours and go ape shit. Essentially, the blonde coyote chick tells them that, and uh, yeah, you think, oh, they're gonna get the money. They're gonna get out of the casino. Fucking downpour. It's gonna be this awesome, like Zack Snyder, like the fucking end in the bus in Dawn of the Dead. They're just gonna be completely overwhelmed, and we're gonna see it go to complete shit. And that never happened. Um. They throw a nuclear bomb in Vegas, right, at the end? Yeah. Yeah. And then the guy just gets out with a bunch of money that's, I'm sure, contaminated. And then yeah, he gets Omega on the plane with other people and contaminates them, too. Yeah, right? it gives everybody yeah. cancer well, he's, at he's the bitten. very least. Right, that, too. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, because of the nuclear shit. I was, I was thinking that. I was like... He just like walks around normally, like nothing happened. Like it was just like a, I don't know. Like I, a- I'm pretty sure there's a clip where Snyder justifies that too and says like the nuclear. He's like maybe the nuclear radiation like made it take a little maybe. bit longer for the zombie, the zombie <laughs> virus the, to like maybe the person that wrote besides in a movie person- or two. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, like, dude, he says the same thing about the robot zombies. He's like the robot zombies. You're wondering, oh, are are like these some sort of robotic alien thing from the aliens, 
or is this something the government put in to monitor the zombies? And I'm like, you genuinely sound like you don't know. He doesn't yeah. know. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, we'll decide later. I'm telling you, this movie is a seed to terraform Netflix into his own DC universe, but for, for horror him. and sci-fi. I really think you're, that's what he's thinking. I had a question right. about the, the plot. So, the, the, you know, Tanaka, whatever his name is, hires this team of, you know, mercenaries to go get his money for him. And then it turns so out the part, real... Yeah. The real thing he wants is just the head of the zombie, and that guy's going to betray everybody. But yeah, why to a zombie army, right? But why do you have to betray everybody? Like, so what's why, the motivation why, to betray everybody exactly? Yeah, like why couldn't he just been like, "Hey, I'm hiring you all to go get a zombie head for me." Like they're taking the money to go you. get the money. Yeah. It was aliens. Yeah. The movie Aliens <laughs> did that, so they have. It, it, yeah, it's because it's a soft Aliens re- reboot. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's a that's a good place to wrap. Do you guys want to plug your shit one more time for plug it up? For us dudes, yeah, absolutely. Um, the, I mean, check us out on on iTunes and Spotify. Movies, uh, a podcast about the act of cinema. That's where you can listen to us twice a week talking about feature films of all kinds. And uh, we also have another podcast where we're just kind of like shooting the shit with a another friend of ours, Kenny, called Old Boys, where we're doing just that. So uh, those are both out there. If you want to give those a look, by all means. To oh, find yeah. it easy, just go either on iTunes and Spotify and look for movies low res because otherwise, if you just search for movies, you're never going to find it. Yeah, look up low if res. You, if you type in movies, a podcast about the act of cinema in its entirety, you wow. can find it. But also, that's a lot of typing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're an artsy man who can remember all that. I'm, I'm brain yeah, damaged, so you're not getting that out of me. I'm like, why won't this come up? Movies. <laughs> come on, Apple. Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you, dudes, for coming on. Uh, it's been awesome. I guess uh, for your audience, if you guys want to check out us, three retards, uh, we're the, the Death Curse dudes. We all make comics and shit like that. Uh, yeah, we're over on YouTube. You that would be a great show and title. And Patreon. We're over on Patreon. Three retards. Exclusive three videos retards. and exclusive oh, yeah. content uh, for a dollar a month. Check out our Patreon. And yeah. we got retarded comics like City of Rot and Hammerella and Wirehead. Yeah, that's right. Patreon.com slash Death Curse. All that good stuff. Uh, but yeah, thanks for coming on, dudes. Uh, Was it worth Absolutely. the curse? And also, yeah. just one more thing. I want to say I want to say thank you for, for your contribution in the fundraiser and really helping us get, not only get you know, to a certain point, but over a certain point where we're looking great when it comes to production on Mass State Law. Yeah, no, so sappy at the that. end. Fuck Jeez, yeah, come on. Yeah. Making me help. cry here. Yeah. And uh, I know the dudes are all pumped that they were able to help too. Uh, that was an awesome thing to be part of. Dude. Patrons and viewers and stuff really, really threw down for that. So that was rad. And yeah, we're, we're very happy to help you guys out. But uh, yeah, uh, that.